This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are headed to the dense, dripping rainforests of Northwest Oregon, which are a perfect place to explore during this dark and rainy uh, time of year here, Jamie. That's right, Jim. You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I'm sure. Yep. But you cannot get to know the forests of the Pacific Northwest until you have visited them in the rain. These are temperate rainforests, meaning they are nourished by that persistent moisture that comes this time of year. So, I mean, you know how that cold mist seems to, like, soak into your bones? Mm-hmm. I do, Jamie. I do. <laughs> we really do. I mean, that, so that also sinks into the trunks of these Douglas firs, western red cedars, all these other trees as well. Not to mention all the shrubs of the forests, that thick coat of vibrant green mm-hmm. moss that seems to cover everything in sight in a forest. Our evergreen forests rely on this rain, so if you really want to understand that, you need to go visit them when the seasonal rains arrive. Yeah, Jamie, and uh, seasonal rains, I I don't think we're breaking any news here. They have (laughs) arrived, Jamie. This is the last (laughs) show that we are doing of 2021. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And yeah, it is solidly that time of year. So Mm -hmm. there are so many places uh, here in Northwest Oregon to get out and kind of enjoy this dense, moody, wet, rainy, foggy atmosphere this time of year. And Jamie, you just put together a list of hikes around the area that fit that description to a T. And today we're going to dive into some of your picks. So we have tons to discuss, more than we could discuss on one show. But before we go there, let's talk a couple quick tips I think a lot of folks are, you know, when they're picking a hike right now, at least if I'm picking a hike right now, I'm thinking, okay, I want to go do something interesting, engaging, fun. But if I go too high, literally speaking, elevation above sea level, uh, it's likely to be snowy. And maybe I don't want to go in the snow this time. Maybe I want to go hike on a trail that doesn't have snow all over it. How are you kind of parsing that? And what are you doing to make sure you're picking an objective that makes sense based on your level of preparation and what you're trying to get into here. Yeah, you want to stick to sort of the lower elevations in the Willamette Valley or in the foothills of the Cascades or the Coast Range where you're able to reliably have rain instead of snow. So you definitely want to look look for that. And this is also a time of year when you really want to stay away from those remote forest roads, especially in areas where they get snow. Um, This is the time of year when people start to get stuck in those forest roads You don't want that, obviously. Um, You can go back and listen to last year's episode about the Mm -hmm. couple who got stuck in the snow in the middle of nowhere and had to dig their way out over a couple of days if you want a a cautionary tale. So we really just just need an extra dose of caution this time of year. And I think one of the big things is to just also focus on what you're wearing because unlike the drier times of year, 
that moisture that soaks into your bones can also soak into your clothes and your skin and make a just really unpleasant time. Yeah, they kind of dress like an onion, right? Put on a bunch of layers. Yeah, uh, you can exactly. always put them in your backpack, right? Unless you carry too much and can't fit in your backpack. But <laughs> in that case, we need to talk about your onion uh, strategy here. But, Jamie, yeah, uh, the rain gear is crucial. A good jacket that's actually going to keep you dry. Uh, some rain pants, maybe if it's really wet out there, some shoes that you're going to be happy in or boots that you're Mm -hmm. going to be happy Mm -hmm. in, so on and so forth. This is not an episode about how to dress for the rain, but uh, worth saying ahead of time. So let's get to the fun stuff, Jamie. You've got a whopping great list, of course, that we will link to in the show notes. But uh, where do you want to start? Jim, I want to start in a place that we have talked about already recently, but one that is worth highlighting again, and that is the Wilson River Trail. Uh, Yes. So um, those who might remember or who did not listen to the episode we did on the Wilson River Trail, which I hiked over the first part of this fall, uh, this is a, a spot in the Coast Range that is a long distance hiking trail that has a bunch of trailheads all throughout that allows you to do these sort of shorter day hike experiences along the way. And I love it this time of year, Jim, because this is such a densely forested area in the coast range with little pockets that pop out and give you these really nice views over the mountains through these forests. And it's just a spectacular place to go where you're going to get that kind of drippy forest feel. See the devil's club growing on the side Mm -hmm. of the trail and that moss hanging from the trees you know, get some of that mist that's hanging in the Coast Range Mountains. Pre- definitely prepare yourself for wetness, I'd say, on this spot. But there's so much to hike here that you could go there every weekend for the rest of the season and have something to do. Like you did, essentially, in the fall. It wasn't weekends, mm-hmm. uh, but you went back to, I mean, what, four or five weeks in a row? Or yeah. maybe skipping like one week. But you were a, a Wilson River Trail regular there for a time. Mm-hmm. And, Jamie, so much to explore, a place where you're definitely, I would say, definitely want to have a change of clothes in the car uh, after you're done. <laughs> you know, it might be a little yeah. slip-slidey. Um, it might be a spot where you want to bring those trekking poles for a little extra traction. I mean, it is a coastal rainforest. That's where you're headed. And it is mighty, mighty, slippy-slidey, muddy, wet, but exactly what we're looking for here on this show yeah and if you're looking for like one place to go hiking to check it out i would say the elk creek trailhead which is the easternmost trailhead as you're heading out to the coast and from there most people like to go hike up elk mountain not a great Mm -hmm. time of year to do that because it is extremely steep and very muddy so instead you can head either north or south along the wilson river trail from there and get in a nice better sort of lower elevation hike that you don't have to worry about you know, these crazy steep hills, definitely some, some climbs to go from there, but, uh, it is a spot where you can have, you know, several different adventures starting off from that one trailhead. Absolutely. So Jamie, tons of good stuff, uh, along the Wilson river trail. Also really good stuff in another place. I particularly enjoy the salmon huckleberry wilderness mm-hmm. out toward Mount hood. I have done not a ton of hiking out there, but I've I've been on the two trails that you have listed in this guide, Jamie, and I love both of them. So the first is the Eagle Creek Trail, but not that Eagle Creek Trail, uh, not the famous <laughs> one in the gorge, the other Eagle Creek. So this is a 6.4-mile trail out in the western foothills of Mount Hood. And I I went out there, I would guess it would be like March, February, 
sometime early this year, uh, early 2021. And man, I had a great time. Just kind of, I went on a trail run, so it was just me solo with a little running pack, trail running shoes, and I ran just through a incredibly wet trail. This was like the epitome of the winter wetness that you see here. Doing some not quite stream crossings, but little creek crossings of sorts. There's water running down the trail. I hit snow at one point ultimately ended up turning around before the end of the trail because I got a little bit of a soaker. It was pretty cold, and I thought, you know what, by myself, I should probably spin it in reverse and head back to the trailhead. But, Jamie, the Eagle Creek Trail, I would put two thumbs up for that as long as you know what you're getting into which is a little wet and wild if you will definitely definitely a damp trail (laughs) you talk about water running down the trail that is not an exaggeration nope so this is a place where you definitely want to have some good footwear some waterproof hiking boots um, prepare yourself but it is it's just a really nice dense forest in there just in the foothills of of mount hood a beautiful spot and and the salmon river trail is the other one in the salmon huckleberry wilderness and that is a bit longer a little bit more popular it's a 14 mile hiking trail that kind of gives you the same idea so we're both these trails we're getting into these dense dark deep forests where you can expect a lot of moisture Mm -hmm. um, a lot of wetness and if you're looking to like we talked about at the top get an understanding of what these damp rainforests are like this is a perfect spot to go do that perfect spot to go do that and jamie if you want to kick it up a notch i will say that it is also a spot where you could, if you wanted to, do some pretty easy kind of rainy season backpacking. There are uh-huh. some really nice <laughs> campsites, actually one of which we featured in a Peak Northwest video episode right along the trail for some really easy access backpacking. Went out there with our former colleague and good friend Brooke Herbert, and we cooked up a little salmon dinner had a blast, pitched some tents right near uh, the Salmon River. I mean, not directly on it, but close to the Salmon River and listened to that into the night. What a good time. Would it definitely recommend. But again, fits the bill as a soggy place to be this time of year. No doubt, Jim. And that what, that's what I love about it is that it's accessible. It's just this wild nature that's accessible. And, and all of these, these trails we're talking about today are places where you can get into sort of this deep primordial oftentimes old growth forest not super far from the portland metropolitan area 100 Um, you know you don't have to go on these big journeys because we have all this great forest right here Um, and especially with this time of year when it gets so dark so early you have so little daylight i love to find these places that are close to home so i can just roll up in the morning and get home before dark yes sir you don't want to get stuck out in these places after dark this time of year especially yeah it's a pack a headlamp situation just in case but definitely aiming to be back maybe not even just at the car but maybe out to a paved road or out to a main road by the time darkness truly sets in but jamie two places where you don't have to worry about that are next on our list and the first among them is oxbow park which i will say is a sleeper uh in the portland metro area for those of us who do live in the portland area most folks are thinking something else, something that we might get to here in a second. Go to Oxbow. Go check it out. It is well worth your while. Jim, I, I, I will sing the praises of Oxbow all day long. That is, this, this is my personal go-to winter hiking destination. It, it's just a, a beautiful spot where you can go in there. My, kind of, my go-to move is to go. I've got a certain spot I park in every time and jump into the forested trails there. 
um, which are a little bit less crowded. Um, there's usually hardly anyone there. Pretty muddy, um, but it's this nice, deep, old-growth forest along the Sandy River there, just outside of Troutdale. And you can see these huge fallen trees, um, just mm-hmm. the deep brush, these enormous ferns. And I like to kind of hike just a couple of miles. It's not super long through that old growth forest and pop out there and cross the street and um, go hike the trails along the Sandy River. So you get kind of this forest river experience at Oxbow. Um, if you want to go down to the beaches on the riverbanks, you can have that, you know, more close up experience of the water as well, where you see people this time of year who might be fishing. You might see some you know, families out there as well. But Jim, my experience at Oxbow in this time of year is that it's a great spot to get out of the rain because the forest is so dense. And it's a spot, like you said, not a ton of people think to go to, especially this time of year. So, I mean, honestly, I would love to see more people out there. So, folks, if you want to check it out, I'd love to see you out there one of these wet weekends this winter. Mm -hmm. It is one of those spots where you can feel kind of that almost like cleansing or that release that comes with going into nature. And you really don't have to work that hard, mm-hmm. hard at all, to make it happen. It's a matter of, you know, for folks who live in, in the Portland metro area, of course, not everyone who listens to this show does by any stretch of the imagination. But for folks who live nearby, it's so easy to get to. You know, it, it does require a parking pass. But, you know, it's about as easy as it gets. You get that solitude. You get that feeling like you're out in nature. And the Sandy River is just like a nice bonus. I think that's a lot of the reason why people go to Oxbow is to access the Sandy river. But when you're doing these hikes, it's almost like a tack on additional, like, Oh heck yeah. You mean there's an awesome river right here too. So definitely a great place to check out Jamie. And the last one on our list before we go to a break here and tack on a couple more is probably the most obvious for most folks who live in the Portland area. And that is forest park, which is a perennial favorite. Of course, for you, me, and many, many others. Forest Park's a classic for good reason. There's so much area, so many trails, so many miles and miles and miles of trails to hike. Pick your favorite hike in Forest Park, and it, it is probably a really good option this time of year. You've got you know a, a pretty reliably dense forest to protect you from most of the rain. You know trails aren't super steep in most places, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's a great spot to go hike if you want to get outside close to home if you're in the portland area i think forest park is just a natural choice absolutely so and i'll toss the devil's advocate point of view out there that some of those fire lanes slip and slide territory this time <laughs> of sure. year. Yeah. so if your favorite trip uh, involves you know some steep traversing up and down fire lane you name your number here yeah maybe stick to something that isn't a fire lane this time uh is my two cents though of course it's you know doable to whatever degree of adventure you're looking for but as someone who has done some forest park slip and sliding in my day pick your adventure with uh, some level of caution but that is all to say jamie i agree with you it's an excellent place to go adventure any time of the year and get that quick release quick burst uh of of you know energy expended out on the trails uh for many of us close to home and for those of us who don't live in the portland area if and when you're in town it really is worth a stop I can't think of a better park off the top of my head in a city that kind of is the, you know, longer distance hiking experience than Forest Park. You can basically pick off as much or as little as you're interested in, do a little out and back, build yourself a loop, go to OregonHikers.org or OregonLive.com and pick out, you know, one of the kind of 
curated, for lack of a better word, or, or pre-planned hikes that either Jamie or uh, the folks at Oregon Hikers have, have put together. And man, you're not going to go wrong with a day spent in Forest Park. So Jamie, we are going to talk a little bit more about some forested hikes for the rainy season with a couple of spots out on the North Oregon coast. But first, we are going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about some amazing rainy day, rainy season hikes here in Northwest Oregon. And we ventured as far as the coast range, but not too much farther. And Jamie, we have some great ones here on the Oregon coast, starting with Drift Creek Falls, which I suppose also realistically falls in the coast range, but seems Oregon coasty to me. Yeah, I mean, to to get to Drift Creek Falls, you're usually going to be coming from the coast, Yeah, typically speaking. This is a spot that's located just about half an hour east of Lincoln City uh, at a trailhead there in the National Forest. And it is one of my favorite spots, Jim. I love this this hiking spot. It's got, I think, one of the best coast range waterfalls that you can see. It's a pretty short trail. You're talking about three miles out and back, moderately easy. You've got a trailhead that's paved with a restroom. And once you get to Drift Creek Falls itself, it is one of the most dramatic waterfall views you can see. When you emerge from the forest, you are walking on a 240-foot suspension bridge hanging 100 feet above the canyon floor directly over top of a waterfall that, this time of year in the rainy season, is probably going to be really gushing. Oh, yeah. It's huge, it's loud, it's misty, and it is, to get that bird's-eye view above it, there's just nothing else quite like that, Jim. Mm-hmm. This is one, Jamie, actually, we've talked about this before, and this is one I have not done. And it almost feels a little bit of a shame because it is not a hard one, mm-hmm. particularly difficult one to do. It's not particularly out of the way. You know, if you're spending time at the coast, it's pretty easy to get to from Lincoln City. And it looks like you're bang for your buck, so to speak. Uh, though Literally, it's not like someone's taking your money as you cross the suspension bridge. Is extremely high, right? This place looks really yeah. cool. Super unique. It's kind of like that aerial view that you would, like, get. I'm not necessarily endorsing this, but from taking a drone and flying it, you know, in the area or whatever. You're getting that just from being able to walk across the bridge. And that is super cool. Yeah, you know, I'm a big proponent of winter coast trips, getting out there mm-hmm. when it's stormy and and rainy and nasty. And this is a great spot to do if you're going out to the coast for that purpose. You know, you want to get into the forest, get a break from the rain a little bit, go see something a little bit different than, you know, ocean crashing against the rocks. Yep. This is a, just a perfect spot to check out. 100% so, Jamie. And last, for the sake of this podcast, but not the last on your list, is the Ecola Creek Forest Reserve. And Jamie, this is another place I haven't been, but should check out because it seems pretty accessible and extremely beautiful and hits that kind of moody coastal winter vibe pretty much on the head, so to speak. Yeah, Jamie, you know, I was just talking about taking these winter coast trips and uh, last year or this past year in 2021 I took a winter coast trip to Cannon Beach and that is when I for the first time checked out this place the Ecola Creek Forest Reserve so this is a, a smaller spot that is located just a less than a mile from downtown Cannon Beach in fact you can if you wanted to walk from say Pelican Brewing about 0.7 miles to this trailhead that leads you there to um, all the forests of Ecola Creek. 
um, or there's a very small trailhead parking lot you can park at as well. But this is basically Cannon Beach's watershed, Ecola Creek. And they've created some, obviously, water treatment plants and that sort of thing there. But once you get beyond all of that infrastructure, you can get onto these trails that take you into this really beautiful but small old-growth forest with just these enormous trees, some big ferns, some just beautiful sights in there. It's a quick hike. It's not mm-hmm. something you're going to do all day. We're talking... You know, two miles if you want to get to the old growth and back. If you want to do a longer day, you can. it can be about four miles. You know, pretty easy, flat trails most of the way. Just a really cool place to explore. I will say that if you want to take the longer route, one kind of downside to Ecola Creek is that sort of the longer, more adventurous, muddier hiking trail that takes you through some of the forest there, it ends at a creek that you have to ford. <laughs> Ecola Creek itself. There's no bridge over it. There's no like easy walking path. So your choices are either to turn around or to cross the creek itself. Mm. And if you're in the summertime, hey, pop your shoes off, walk across that creek. No big deal. It's not deep or anything. But in the wintertime, eh, maybe it's not your your choice to to want to cross that creek. So just know that if you want to take some of the more adventurous routes in there, that that is something that you might have to to run into. It's just training for your next expedition. You know, you're out in the wilds of uh, you know where, or you don't know where, I don't know. You're out in the wild somewhere and you've got to cross the creek, and that's the only way to keep going, Jamie. And you can do it within a short jaunt Mm -hmm. from uh, a lovely brewery in downtown, if that's your flavor. But seriously, it does sound like an excellent place, and perfect spot to combine with maybe a little jaunt down the beach maybe a little Mm -hmm. drink and a bite to eat in the cannon beach or an ice cream or well i would argue it's always ice cream season but many folks are probably (laughs) like "Eh, not this time jim we'll wait until at least like march but hey you know what i'm into here on the show and ice cream is one of those things so jamie combine it with ice cream a meal and a beach walk and you'll be a happy person that's that's a guarantee. Yeah, that I, that's about as close to a guarantee as I can make. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Nice, maybe a nice hot bowl of clam chowder. Ooh, look out at the rain through the window. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds nice to me. Ten out of ten. Well, folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com/travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thie. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of music.